I'm good at music. I know there's a lot more to learn. It's something that I love to do, so I, I do it all the time. Every man is my superior in some way. Thank you once again for coming to Inspire Noia. Today I got my main man, Austin Krejci from We Want More. Austin, thank you for being on the show. It's an honor and a pleasure. Ah oh, man, thanks a lot. Awesome, man. Let's just get right into it. The other day I went to one of your concerts and your show, it, the energy was bananas. I loved it. I like, loved it. So how, how does it feel to be on stage, man? It's, it is the best thing ever. Like, it's literally the best thing ever. Stoked yeah. to made it out to that show. That was our, our first one since COVID. So, um, but dude, just when the crowd's energy is that high and we're bringing it too, like, it's just, it's otherworldly, honestly. And to be performing songs we've been working so hard on and, and you know, releasing those and seeing such great feedback from the audience, like, it's just, it's a very special thing. And, and I'm super grateful how it went down and, and for, I think I have the best job in the world, coolest job in the world. So. Dude, it was sick. I mean, to, to get paid just to sing, if I had that talent, I, I'll probably be doing it myself. <laughs> you know, but so, so Austin, like, you know, the podcast is inspiring. It's all about inspiring people who love, leave, serve others. You know, you're, you know, I know you personally, you're an amazing guy who loves to love. You lead people, you serve them. But you. like, let's, I want the guests to know a little bit about you. Like, where's Austin from? How did he grow up? You know, all that yeah, good stuff. Well, I'm from Tampa, Florida, originally. A little, a little island off of downtown called Davis Island. It was just a paradise. Okay to grow up in. It was very low crime, you know, kind of small town feel. You, you can ride your bike around as a little kid to the, the baseball fields or, you know, the playgrounds or the, the bay, all that kind of stuff. So dude, it was just, and it was right on that brink of technology, like being so prevalent now. There was yeah. obviously no iPhones and stuff. And you know, we had to ask permission to play Xbox growing up, <laughs> that kind of life. So we're outdoors on this island, just with the neighborhood kids. Like it, it really couldn't have been better, man. I was just very blessed, very blessed. So. It's a sub and a, so here you go and you go to Tampa and go to, you guys moved to Orlando, right? And um, how did you guys started this band? Dude, we want more. Um, it kind of just happened. So growing up, my goal was to be a professional football player. And didn't, okay. I mean, music was always in the home. My mom was Miss Florida and she went to college for classical piano. So she gave the gift of music to all of her kids. So I have, I have five, um, five siblings and then plus one. Actually, no, I didn't. I got five yeah. siblings. Um, but yeah, so she gave us that gift from such a young age where, you know, she taught us how to play the keys, the piano, and that's what I do, you know, every single day now, which is amazing how, how it just, it all works out like that, but, so she trained us since we were five, we would go and, uh, you know, go to other professors to learn music and, and stuff like that, and um, it was really amazing, picked up a couple of instruments along the way, but getting back to it, I wanted to be a professional football player, so I played a little yes. up until junior year. Decided junior year, it wasn't for me. Tired of the politics and all that stuff, and you know, wanted something different. So um, I went into wakeboarding, which is basically like snowboarding behind a boat. How, how was that experience? I would ride, you know, four or five times a week, 
and just love it. But then I learned that there was zero money in the sport at the time. And I knew I had the best in the best. No, what you mean at the time? What you mean at the time when you started? It's a it's a relatively new sport and it's evolved a lot over even since I started. Like I think it's in the past decade or two where it's actually become a sport. So I knew a lot of the, the top guys at the time and they were still struggling to meet rent. So I was like, Man, you're the best in your field and you still like so I was like, Okay, I'm just gonna do it for fun, I'm not gonna do it as a career. And then one night we were having a Bible study at my house. And it, it would it would go it would range from probably twenty people to a hundred people depending on the night. We had a lot of musicians, so we'd all jam out afterwards. And uh, basically, there was this guy who came. He came back. He heard us sing, me, Kyle, and Johnny. He came back the next day and he said, "Guys, I really feel from the Lord that the three of you need to go meet my friend in Nashville. He's a Grammy award-winning producer." Um, I really feel like y'all need to, to record these these your vocals and release it to the world. And we're like, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, cool. So we you know, we looked into it. Two weeks later, we're up in Nashville. Uh, we recorded two singles up there. Two weeks after that, we recorded two music videos. So within a month, we went from just jamming out, you know, after a Bible study, to doing it professionally and having having product. And then it's just been an evolution from there, man. It's been crazy. That's crazy. That's what, what, what is your favorite part of the journey? Like while you guys are going through this process, my absolute favorite part is performing on stage, probably number one. And then right up there with it is creating a new song. Like that's just the best thing in the world to me where I can just get in that creative zone, that creative space and just create something out of nothing. Like that's just, that's to me. That's that's the ultimate form of creation. There's a. How do you feel when you're creating a song? Like, like, give us the details. Like, what's going through your head? Like, what's going on when you're creating that I'm song? Really just, I'm trying to be a vessel. So, like, there, a lot of times I write out a personal experience. So, like, these emotions and stuff, they're already okay. in me, right? They're already a part of me. And I look at, at music creation, and you know, being able to write a song. I look at that as a superpower. Because a lot of people to manage their emotions or their, you know, whatever they're going through, all this stuff, they'll turn to alcohol, they'll turn to Netflix binging, they'll turn to food or drugs or whatever it might be, just to kind of, you know, suppress or, or numb or kind of just manage those emotions. Because, you know, a lot of people don't, like these emotions are strong things and we all feel them. And a lot of times we don't know how to process them. But for me, gotcha. I'm able to process them by, by putting them into a song. You know, something I'm going through, I'm feeling like really strong. I'm able to just like come in here. I'm sitting at my keyboard right now, my my, uh, my piano. And I'm able to come in here and just like start playing uh, some chords and then find like a progression that I like, start singing vocals on it. And, and it just like starts flowing from there, you know? It's like when you're able to tap into the subconscious and kind of get your mind out of the way, just let your emotions sing yeah. or, or create, that's when the best work happens. And it, it's effortless at that point. Like a lot of people mention the state of flow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, now tell me something. When, when you are, like you said, getting out of, getting, tapping in and your subconscious, like when do you know when you're in that state of flow? Like has there ever been a time that you're trying to do music and you know 
you're not tapping into that gift, that potential, whether it's spiritual, you know, like what's going on? How, how do you get in that zone? Levels to the flow, right? There's okay. been a couple songs, thankfully, that have basically got me stuck. I wrote them a while ago and I was trying to get back to them and, you know, I'll, I'll progress them a little bit, but it's not quite where it needs to be type of thing. So that definitely happens on occasion. Mm -hmm. But I find that when you okay. do something often enough with passion, okay. you yeah. get good at it. And you're able to to basically get back in that that state more quickly because you're used to it, right? And you're you're exercised into it. You're, it's like exercising a muscle in the gym, where let's say you're benching a certain amount, and it starts to feel easy, and then you, you can put more onto it. it. Feels easy, but let's say you take a month off in the gym, and then you come back in, that weight's gonna feel a lot harder. Yeah, it's, kinda, it's something that I love to do, so I, I do it all the time. I do it every day. I'm in the studio right now. Um, that's where I'm coming from right now, and I just I basically live in here because I love I live and breathe it. You know, I love it. So, tell me what what would you say is your biggest failure? Biggest failure. I'd say I have a lot of them. You know, I have. Okay. Well. Something I don't like to do is live with regret because I believe that everything happens for a reason and it all works out better than expected every time. And um, how long is this, uh, this this podcast, this interview? Uh, it's going to be maybe like max 25 yeah, minutes. Story. It's like a couple minutes long. Yeah, so go on, go this, for it, bro. Um, this ancient Chinese parable changed my life. So I'll kind of do the nutshell version. So we're going to go back to ancient China. And there's this, this ranch. Okay. Right? He, he has this, this farm. And he's, uh, he's got this whole team. He lives in this small town. Everybody knows each other. And um, so basically, his dream was to own a black stallion. Like a purebred black stallion. It was his dream since he was a little boy. And... His parents were telling him, all right, if that's your goal, you just have to work hard and go get it. Make enough make enough money, sell enough crops, and go get it. So over his lifetime, you know, 30, 40, 50, he finally gets to a place working every single year, every harvest, to where he has enough money to go down to the market and buy a black stallion. And word gets around fast in small towns. And the, all the townspeople come down to the market to support him, to see him acquire his dream so he goes down to the market this beautiful black horse comes in everyone's buzzing they're all talking to each other wow that's even better than you know we anticipated and he puts down the money he says i'll take it everybody cheers like they go you know they go ballistic they're like yeah like success he did it he did it he's riding his horse all the way back the crowd's following him chanting all this stuff he gets it back he's the happiest yeah. man in the world he puts it in the stable He's just, the, the crowd eventually leaves, you know, everyone's congratulating him. He puts it in the stable, he's just looking at it. Like, Man, I did it, all those years of hard work. This is, the, this is the physical success of what I had in my mind, what I wanted. And he'd go down every single night, he'd brush it, he'd feed it, he'd just look at it, he'd ride it. So this is the most beautiful thing in the world. One night he went down and he was shocked because 
The lock was busted open and the gate was wide and the horse was nowhere to be found. And wow. he immediately, you know, he, he yelled to his fam- his friends and family. Everyone went on a search party, went out looking for it, couldn't find it. They looked for it the entire night, couldn't find it. They looked the next day, couldn't find it. All the townspeople came to him and said, this great success, this great fortune that you had, it turned to this horrible misfortune. How, how terrible is that? And he said, maybe. A couple of weeks after that, he was back in the field. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, it didn't work out that time. I'm going to have to just do it again. I'm going to have to work as hard as I can, make all this money, and just do it again. It wasn't supposed to be at that time. So he's out in the field. He's plowing. He's pushing the ox. And one day he looks up on the horizon and he sees his horse running back over the horizon with seven wild horses following it. It runs into the stable. All the other horses file in. It shuts the door behind it and locks it extra good. And all the townspeople heard about it real quick. And they came out and they said, oh my goodness, your great misfortune has turned into great fortune. How incredible. And he said, maybe. Shortly after that, one of his sons, his eldest son. um, Let me see if I'm getting this right. Yeah, shortly after that, his eldest son is riding one of these new wild horses trying to break it in. He's riding it, and it kicks him off into the fence and snaps his leg in half. And all the townspeople came out and said, wow, this great fortune he had turned into such great misfortune. How terrible. And he said, maybe. Shortly after that, the emperor of the land was drafting all the able-bodied young men to send to a, a causeless war. He came to his farm. He saw his son with his leg snapped in a splint. They went to the next farm. All the townspeople came and said, wow, this great misfortune turned into such great fortune. How incredible. And he said, maybe. Maybe. The moral of the story is, us as humans, it would be so naive to believe that we know what is best for us. We don't know. The best thing in the world can be okay. the worst thing. If you if you win the lottery, you buy a jet and it crashes and you die, was that a good thing? Was that a blessing or, or not a blessing? Yeah. Oh, right. for sure. It was a curse. So nah, we I got never you. know. Even if things wow. look to be the best thing in the world, they might not be. Or if they look to be the worst thing in the world, it could it could be right back to the best thing in the world. You know. So I like to look at failures like that. It's like I try and learn from them, but still have that maybe mentality to where I know that all things wow. work out better than expected every single time. And I've seen that a million times in my life. And it's just fact to me because I've seen it a million times. So that's the way I look at failure. It's like, man. Wow. When, when did you hear that, that, that story? You know, I would love to remember. I have no idea. It, it might have been, <laughs> it might have been Alan Watts. Have you heard of him? Okay. One of my no, favorite no. lines. Um, he's he's so deep that he's like sometimes a little too deep, but you can just glean some incredible stuff from him. He's a philosopher. It may have been from him. That's 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 where I would send you. <laughs> wow, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, you, you know what I learned was sometimes you 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 win and sometimes you learn. Kind of like what you said, and the role of maybe. 
But, you know, it's just crazy because I, I love, like, I always call you Mr. Proverbs. You always would say something significant. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, you get me thinking. Uh, and one of my favorite quotes that you always say is Einstein about someone being superior. Could you, could Every you say Every man is my superior in some way. Well, I won't forget man. that. So what that induces is humility. Because a lot of people... Hmm. You know, they think, oh, I'm, I'm good in music. I'm good in music. And then I put everybody else down in their fields because I think I know it all. It's like, I don't know it all. I'm good in music. I know there's a lot more to learn. I know there's a lot more people who know more than me. But every man is my superior in some way. If that's basketball, wow, that's if that's loading a truck with something, if that's, you know, in the gym. If you keep that, me- that humble mentality... That's how you get blessed and that's how you learn and that's how you grow. So that's kind of, that's where I want to stay for, for my entire life. So you, you want to be always ever growing, never think you got it all down pack. You got it. like, Hey, what more could I learn? Always. Yeah. Always. And, and how you treat people too is a direct, direct reflection of yourself. You know, it's, it's the, it's the reflection of, you know, how much you value yourself. Cause, cause the way I look at myself, and this is why I got back in the gym recently too. I'm I'm trying to be I'm trying to be impressive visually and physically because I look at myself as the temple of God. Right? I believe God okay. dwells in me and dwells in you. And if we look at ourselves as a temple to house the the highest form of power in, in all of creation and all of existence, like we better be impressive. Because I look back to the ancient temple that you know, the Hebrews were instructed to build. They had exact specifications. They had exact measurements, exact materials, all the finest, you know, woods, metals, gold, all this stuff to make it impressive because that was to house God, right? But now I believe that we are supposed to house God and we are the temples of God. Wow. So let's make it impressive. You know, let's do what we can do. Bring, bring glory, crazy. you know, bring glory to him. So, so who's your hero? I would say, it's a good question. Hero is a strong word because that means that they, they save, you know, like they save you or they save the day. I don't know if they're, I definitely have people that I look up to, role models, stuff like that. I would say my dad has been a big one. I'd say David from the Bible. He's probably okay. one of my highest role models. He was a he was a warrior musician. That's about the coolest thing you could be. And a king. Um, and definitely his son Solomon, who wrote the Proverbs, or the most of the Proverbs. Uh, I, that's really that's some of the people I look up to for sure. It's people I want to be like. What would you say was the worst advice and the best advice you ever received? Mm. You got the great questions, Elliot. I'll try, I'll try. Damn, bro. Um, worst advice. All right. This is kind of funny. This one. I was with my, uh, I grew up with one of my, my best buddies. His name's Chase. Russell. Okay. And we went to preschool together. And he's just been a freak when it comes to anything athletic or like extreme, skateboarding, wakeboarding, gymnastics, all that kind of stuff. So. You know, I will always try to glean what I can from him in those areas. 
And one day I was like, all right, you know what? I want to learn how to do a backflip. Like, I feel like I'm physically able to, I have the athleticism. I just don't know how. I don't know the technique. I, I don't know the mentality. Now, backflip on the water on the or just like yeah, on, on the ground? On the ground. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Because I, I used to think I could do a backflip on the water. I did like two of them. And then the third time I hit my head in the pool. I've done that. So, yeah, <laughs> from there I stopped. I've done that. All right. So I'm like, yo, Chase, I want to learn how to do a backflip. I know you can do them. Can you teach me? He's like, yeah, sure, bro. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to learn how to do a backflip. We go outside and get on some grass. You know, you want it to be soft the first couple of times. And uh, he's like, all right, so what you want to do? Yeah, I got to stand up for this. He's like, all right, all right here, what you want to do? You want to, like, get ready? And then you just do it. That was his advice. He's like, you, you get ready, you do it. I was like, I was like, bro, that was 0% helpful. <laughs> I appreciate that from, like, a hype standpoint. Like, yeah, just do it. I'm like, yo, I need some technique or I'm going to land on my head, you know, that type of thing. So, wow. so I was like, man, I just got to – I went and, like, watched some YouTube videos and got some technique down. And then then he hyped me up with that technique, and I got it. So that was, yeah. like, the worst advice. He's like, all right, just get ready and then just do it. I was like, bro, that's, like – that's not good advice. Chase, <laughs> he is crazy. He's Dude, funny, he's though. I like him. I love him he's a incredible. lot. He's like probably the life of the party when you were from. Dude, for sure. Oh, bro, I love Man. that. But, um, how long have you guys been since friends? Preschool. Since, I don't know how old that is, like five or six, something like that. But, dude. Wow, that's amazing. So, so that's the worst advice. What was the best advice you ever got, Austin? Dude, that is a great question. I would say probably just the book of Proverbs. Um, okay. One of my favorites is Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. So when you seek God first and, and how he wants you to live, he brings the, the success, he brings the riches, he brings the health, he brings the connections, he brings all the stuff, but that's after putting him first. Yeah. So Matthew, wow, okay. Uh, that's amazing. And then the Proverbs is just like mind-blowing. It's, it's the... The Proverbs has changed my life because I look at it as directly tutoring under the wisest man to ever live, who is King Solomon, and okay. his direct wow. writings. So it's him teaching you how you should live your life, the do's, the don'ts, and the whys, which is big for me because when people say, oh, yeah, don't do that, I'm the kind of guy who's like, well, well why not? That's me. That's me 100%. I'm always yeah, questioning. That's another that's that's some great advice too. question everything. Because once you do that, you understand your view stronger or you change your view to another belief that's stronger. There's one of two things. But the Bible says, you know, the the yeah, what is that verse? Basically to to layman's term, it's the gold can stand the test. If it's gold, if it's wow. true gold, it can stand the flames, it can stand the fire, it can stand the questioning. And then you'll still have gold at the end. If it's not gold, it's just going to melt and get destroyed. Wow. Right? So gold wow. Can stand yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah, bro, that's just, it's all a learning experience. You know, I have so much more to learn. I don't claim to know it all. I just know I'm, I'm happy with where I've come from and where I've progressed to. And I, I still see, like, 
the man I want to be still in the future, but all we have is today. Yeah. So my, and sometimes, even sometimes of what you're doing that you don't know you got it all figured out, but you're just pursuing the best version of yourself. Sometimes you're like, hey, this is the best version. And then when you get to a certain spot, you're like, no, I can do way more than that. I could be way better. Like, you know, it's like, it's like you're breaking out of your comfort zone. You're like, nah, I can even push this further. When you're in that mindset of always trying to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it never ends until the day we die. It never ends. Because well, every man's most superior in some way. For sure. Yeah, I love that quote. Yeah. What, what would you say is, so I have, before we start taking this plane down, like the question of what gifts do you want to give to the world when you die? And then what do you want to be known as your legacy? That's awesome. I would say first is, I would say music is going to be a big part of it. Obviously it's what I do. It's what I, what I love. And it's definitely a big part of my destiny. And what I want to bring through the music is freedom. I want people to, to hear my songs and think about none of their problems. You know, it just feels such a peace when they're hearing these sounds and uh, just like a, just like a good feeling is what I want them to feel. And, and music lasts forever. You know, uh, as long as there's electricity, there's going to be music. And even without electricity, you know, Spotify, all that stuff. Without electricity, there's still going to be music. We're, we're people are yeah, making sure. music from the dawn of time. So that's definitely a big part of my legacy. I want to... I got a lot. I got a lot in mind for sure. There's a lot of businesses that I'm I'm uh, going to have in the future and in the process of working on right now, and all that stuff. I obviously want an amazing family. I want to be a a beacon as well to people. A beacon, like a lighthouse, that in the dark that just says, "Be yourself." You know, find out what you want to do and go for it. Because we got one life on this earth. If we're working nine to five and we we die, I mean, what kind of existence is that? You know, what kind of what kind of life spent is that? And wow. And so I I just want to inspire people to you know chase their dreams, chase your dreams, people watching, be you unapologetically, and try and get better every day because that's to me that's just the, the best way to live. Wow. So what inspires you, man? Like what, what inspires Austin these days? Cause I know it's always constantly ever changing, but what inspires you these days? Everyday life, man. My brothers, they inspire me. Um, different people I meet situations I'm in, like I'm always trying to glean. I'm always trying to, to observe. I'm a very, um, passionate guy too. So if I'm in something like I'm in it, you know, I'm like, I'm all about it. If, if that's sports, if that's, you know, riding motorcycles, if that's going to the gym, like I'm about it. I'm here, I'm doing it. You know, so I think that passion allows me to be inspired by many things, uh, especially these real life scenarios and situations, even with women or, you know, romantically and stuff like that. Like it's, it's just inspirational, a lot of it, because I know that the feelings that I feel there's what seven billion people on earth now there's probably 
hundreds of millions, if not billions of people who are feeling those exact same things. You know, so if I can superhero express those into sound and them connect to it, it's the coolest thing in the world. And this blew my mind the other day. Uh, okay. I believe that we're created in the image of God, right? You, you believe that too. That's right. What I believe that means is we are created in the image of the creator to create. Yeah, agree. Even to go farther than that, to create as he created, which is through speech. He spoke it all into existence, right? So there's an ancient Latin phrase called ex nihilo, 